0: Welcome in Scissor Podcast. We're on to uh, season two, episode eleven now. Correct. Put your ones up. Welcome in. We're um, joined by a very special guest today, and we're recording from a very special location. Indeed. Why well, don't you do the guest and then I'll do the, do the location? Well, my name is Porter Cunningham. Why don't first you of do all, do the guest? It's <laughs> going to be a very interesting podcast. Ooh, all right. Are we allowed to do the guest? This is a family podcast. At least we're trying to keep it that way. We bleep the bleeps, right? Sometimes bleep bleep. we bleep the bleep. <laughs> yeah. Seth Glenn. Seth, welcome in.
1: Hey, thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. Happy Long, to have you. Long time listener, Seth Glenn.
2: Long that's time. Right. Long You're
0: one time. of the
1: originals.
2: I am. I'm a recovering Ryo
0: fan. Yes. Aren't we all? God save the Ryo's or whatever.
1: And Seth, the only reason we invited you on is because <laughs> so you could meet up with us to give us our stickers. It's true. But yeah, it's okay. So, all
0: right. That's our show. Seth, thanks yeah. for coming on. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you. I'm uh, William Bowersocks. Could you silence your phone,
1: please?
3: I'm also getting email alerts saying we have a recording session now. <laughs> which is really handy for a recording
1: session. <laughs> it's good to uh, yeah. note good, good to be with you all. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording Where are we? The illustrious City Bytes slash legacy branch location. It's kinda of blows my mind that still that there's a City Bytes in this bank. Do you come often to banks that
0: also have it's sandwich shops in them? It's the excesses of Wall Street personified. <laughs> what kind of discounts do legacy employees get at the City Bites here? I'm not at liberty to say. Oh, free sandwiches.
2: <laughs> That's what you're saying. Or at least cookies.
0: Yeah, you just hang out in the back after the bank closes and wait for them to throw out the bread from the oh, night you, before. I oh, do you want to say that these dum-dums are tasty. Yeah, I saw you over there digging. If any legacy employee, current employees are listening... You can charge Will Bowersocks about $14 for the dum-dums he took. All right. We need to get started because we got a ton of stuff to talk about. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. First team first. I'm going to keep us on a strict agenda today. I'm not I'm not letting us stray. All right. So first team first. Let's talk about the energy first team. Go. I can remember back to the Colorado Springs game. That's as far back as my memory goes. That was a, a week ago last Saturday, I believe. If if my memory serves me correctly, it was a four-one victory for the illustrious Greens at Taft. Jose okay. Angulo, new signing or new loanee, I guess I should say, with two goals, and Miguel Gonzalez
1: with two goals. Yeah, where where is that guy from? Where did he? Where is he playing most recently? Do you know Jose Arugula? <laughs> Jose Fromage, uh, West Coast somewhere. I don't. I don't we'll, remember. I okay. should know that. Yeah, he's tearing it up. He so. was the 2013 USL MVP. That's all I know. Wow, how the mighty have fallen. Now he's in Oklahoma City. I guess that was four years ago. He probably maybe he like got old or something. Maybe he got olds. Well, maybe he the lost. The step. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, he's tearing it up. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Okay, so four one. I feel like we played Colorado Switchbacks like seven times this season. We've played them a lot. It's, yeah, it's annoying. <laughs>
0: I think there's one actually one more game against them, possibly. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Classic. I don't know. USL okay. schedule, man.
1: USL schedule, yeah. Then
0: you fast forward to Sunday evening, road game against Los Dos, as they're called, LA Galaxy 2, which was a 1-1 draw for Energy FC. I'm just looking, waiting commentary any commentary is this the game
1: where andy craven scored another penalty kick goal i believe so guy's a machine yeah okay only they got a pretty big win against reno huge win big win wednesday night reno 1868 fc hey don't don't look now but i feel like a late season rally is underway i don't know okay but anyway big match against real monarchs currently first in the Western Conference. The energy put on their giant slaying boots and get some points. <laughs> get their slingshots out. Get their slingshots out. Yeah. Get their fidget spinners out. Yeah,
0: because it is back to school night. Okay. All right. We made a big hubbub about pork sandwiches, right? The pork sandwich promotion. But I actually, as a as a parent, I love the back to school night promotion. And I wish I could go. I can't. But if I could, I would have taken both children and uh, gone to. Each can gone back and forth to each concession stand as many times as possible and just yeah. let those kids get Stump, all their calories for the whole week and stuff their night. cargo shorts full of tots. I um, think that's called
2: good parenting.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You kids, you eat as many hot dogs and chips as you want tonight.
3: Like will it, Dad, no. it's on dad. Put them dad. Dad. In,
0: in your pockets and sneak them out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's get a mo- muchos nachos bucket and just fill it up with hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> a yes. Mucho's hot dog Yes bucket.
3: I haven't thought about that Okay But it will Inevitably lead us back down the path to last week I'll allow it Kids' night. Good thing, bad thing You think it's a good thing
0: I like the promotion is what I'm saying Yeah
3: I was thinking about what we talked about last week With The, the language and all that stuff Do you want Football fans Or If you're trying to attract kids, are you, by definition, pushing a certain fan base out? Is a soccer game or a football game a place you want kids? And it shouldn't be like you don't want them, but you don't go to Chuck E. Cheese and drop the (laughs) F-bomb. I mean, I do. Yeah, well,
0: I mean, it's not in
3: a row, but in you, Are they alienating a certain part of their fan base?
1: No. I don't I mean, I, I don't think so. I think... This is not. I think it's maybe you're overanalyzing. Like, there's not a big fan base. I wish to begin with. I wish. Whoa. Relatively speaking, come on.
3: That's a hot take.
1: And <laughs> you want get you us want in trouble. the families to be there. You want them there.
2: Well, if you're, like, if you're trying to get the the you know grow the game, you know start with the youth, then you want them to be interested in soccer.
1: It's a long-term customer value analysis.
2: And That's how you get. Them on the under-8 teams, under-10 teams, from what you guys talked about last yeah. week, moving all the way up, One trying night to get that path
1: started. Stuffing Porter's children's faces with hot dogs is a lifetime replica kit purchases. When little baby Cunningham is, says she wants an energy kit in her stocking, are you going to say no? Absolutely not.
0: There you go. I, okay, I understand where you're coming from, though, Alan. And as a parent, I'm not a helicopter parent. I'm not a super conservative.
1: Whoa whoa! Parent. I feel like you're calling out Seth here for bringing us kids to the recording <laughs> when your kids aren't here. Yeah,
0: we can't we can't curse because the kids. Oh no, they got their headphones on. We can say whatever we want. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I, when I take my kids to the games, it's a totally different experience for me. I mean, I'm smart enough to know to sit. You know.
2: In not the in the supporter section. I mean it's
0: just like it's just like everything else you would consider. You're not going to you're not going to make them stand in the supporter section near the loud drums in the sun with all the drunk people. You're going to sit in the shade where it's comfortable, close to the concession stand in the bathroom because you know you're going to have to get up and go to the bathroom 15 times, right? So, to me it comes more onto the parents of, okay. And it's no different than an OU football game. You got to an OU football game, there's going to be drunk, loud people there, but they don't say don't bring your kids, you know. Now, I wish, and maybe they did this, or maybe they're gonna do this. Rio, remember, they were supposed to have a college night last year, and they were supposed to have something else that was like a dollar beers night. Wish they had a dollar beer night or some sort
1: of was, thirsty uh, Thursday event it was or something some, like pres- it was for like uh, President's Day or something like that. I mean, yeah. they had some, they had some funny promotions, but
0: yeah, balance it out a little bit. Let's 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 do the family thing, do the back to school thing, but also.
1: Let's get some young young professionals out there, some college but I, kids. Okay, I, Alan, yeah. I feel like your question is coming from the context of you grew up in the UK and, like, having spent a very limited amount of time mostly in the London airport more than it is, like, on the ground living there or anything like that. Uh, I just don't know that, like, if you're evaluating it as, like, an entertainment option, there's more entertainment options here versus in the UK for, like, a Saturday night with your family. Like, point in case you don't have the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, the NHL. It's basically, uh, it's basically saying the UK exa- sucks. It's basically the exact same entertainment option when you zoom all the way out. Like, in in the UK, it's only soccer, right, within the sports construct.
3: Rugby, cricket.
1: Uh, okay, that's fair. But, like – Darts, billiards. No, not valid. Not valid <laughs> comparisons. So I just don't know that, like – attracting the right kind of supporter is the right question to ask because it's not apples to apples but i could be totally wrong
3: yeah i might be overanalyzing it i'm not saying kids should be excluded but i remember when it was men going to football matches on a saturday afternoon and now everything's got to be kid-friendly you don't go to a bar and go where's your kids room i brought my (laughs) kids (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's like kids are important. Kids should have entertainment options. But I'm kind of on the fence with maybe a football match is a place, like a rite of passage type place where your kids can start to experience adult things. Okay, not I
1: like that. I like that. No, but I think it's good for you to clarify that what you just said because that makes a lot of sense.
0: I think when it when it comes to, like, Premier League or football in the U.K., as a parent, you're not going to take your kid – And stand in the shed end at Stamford Bridge, unless.
3: You hate your kids.
0: Well, you hate your kids, or they're old enough, and you've had a good conversation with them about what it means to stand there. If you take them to a Chelsea match, it's going to be to be in the the upper west stands where they can sit down, and all the old geezers sit. And all right, let's move on. Let's move on. Quickly, uh, since it happened in between when we went up last and this, the U23 team made it to the playoffs, as we know, as we said, and exited in the first round, but still... uh, FC Miami City? Is that who they lost to? Is that that right? That sounds familiar, because I I remember we were talking how many damn Miami teams are there, because there's a lot. Two of their U23 players signed signed professional contracts or at least letters of intent or something along those lines with professional teams in the uk
1: that's amazing i
0: did not see which team so i don't know at what level um but that's still huge. Yeah. yeah
1: that's that's that proves that, the model that, that more, the more than anything yeah
0: exactly yeah. it proves that they're getting international exposure so
1: that's really up. exciting to hear especially if those are our players from oklahoma but regardless of where they're from that's pretty awesome
0: right Okay, I'm going to skip around a little bit from my agenda that we went over earlier because I think it's going to roll together a little bit better. Let's talk about the San Francisco Deltas, the open letter penned by their one of their owners. Did you guys read it? Yes. Read it.
1: Any thoughts? I think that guy is thinking he's about to have a negative Delta in his bank account. He's trying to do anything that he can to stop that. It's
2: like, oh, shit, this is more expensive than I thought it would be. But soccer teams in general aren't necessarily going to be profitable the first year out the gate right well when you're a high flying tech bro
1: from Silicon Valley you might think so who's scaled his valuation and yeah you know
0: it's kind of shades of Rio except they come from different backgrounds because I think Alan Alan knows a lot better than I do but in terms of the Spanish ownership expecting to turn a profit in the first year and being able to just blast out some marketing that says hey there's a you know, here's your local soccer team, everyone comes supported, and then it, all of a sudden it's profitable. I hear shades of that. Is that accurate, you think?
3: Yeah. I mean, he raised some valid points, points that we've been over again and again. If people don't come to the games, that, I mean, that leads to another talking point about attendance. But he wants the fans to do their bit. That's, that's important. We've beaten that horse to death with, you know, well, invite someone along to a game.
1: The, the, did you read any of the comments? Against everyone's best internet practices, I always read the comments, and like apparently tickets are like forty-two dollars. They're not yeah. cheap. It's yeah, not like you're. Really it's not like you're buying a ten-dollar ticket to TAF. They're yeah. really
0: expensive. Yeah, he's he's modeled the they they did the price model based off of everything else in San Francisco and not based off of the market, what, what division market. two soccer in America should cost to go see.
1: Yeah, and also I also was reading that apparently their their stadium is really hard to get to. But I've also never been to San Francisco, and it's but also
0: got really poor reviews about how good of the state the stadium actually but I, is. But if you
1: look at Google Maps, it looks like it's not that far away from like downtown San Francisco. So I, I don't know. Maybe the public infrastructure to get get around is not good in that that part of the city. I don't know. But
0: so one of the things that I wanted to kind of tie into it, and by no means am I comparing the San Francisco Deltas or what they've done or the letter to anything in our with our local team but I kind of think you know our last episode I was actually wondering out loud what do you do next if you're the energy front office in terms of increasing attendance and increasing people to come to the game so I kind of think that some of the things that were in the San Francisco Delta letter are along those lines in terms of bring a friend um, yeah, totally. But it's a little, you know, it's kind of evangelical. Some people are saying it's a pyramid scheme. No, that's not what I would compare it to. It's evangelical. You want? It's like bring a friend to church, right?
3: Yeah, that's what we've talked about. The stickers on cars are saying bring like, a friend to church. We talked before about the vertical versus the horizontal. Mm-hmm. Who should be policing the chance? It should be the guy next to you going, hey, mate, that's not right. Don't, don't use that word around here. Or I'll slap you. Or to that effect? They should be police. The grid should be policing themselves. People should be policing the guy stood next to them. And that bring a friend to the game thing is a valid point. I would suggest the first thing he could do to increase attendance and try and get his team back on track is uh, not charge forty-two dollars for a ticket. He's been proud of that.
2: I mean, I know it it's Oklahoma, but more. you can go to an NBA Thunder game for ten dollars a ticket. Yeah, if you can, if buy you a can find a ticket. <laughs> it's true
3: 42 dollars to watch an NASL
2: game. well look keep in mind the
1: context i was reading the comments i didn't go look at their pricing chart but it, the, a, a was th- it on the internet a theme a theme was That's that it's true a theme was the tickets are pretty expensive
3: yeah maybe you need to calm down but again bigger picture we we haven't really touched on not on the podcast anyway is do you measure your success by attendance? And that seems to be the measure of success get more people in get more we even talk about it get more people in see I've also heard that some of those San Francisco tickets are only $19 I've got a source on the internet
1: yeah that's still a lot I mean that I mean
2: it's still double what you pay here
1: yeah yeah I don't know I mean is it how much are beers how much is the food like
2: the transportation the parking yeah I but don't that's know.
3: The, the metric is it time to go okay we're only getting 2,000 3,000 people in So we're going to have to make money on the hot dogs or the shirts or whatever, and stop focusing on attendance as the metric of success. Because you can increase, you can have 5,000 people every time, just give away three tickets. Do you want the seats full or do you want to make money? Man, I... Do you want to look good on camera?
1: You're
2: asking me, what do I measure success for soccer teams? Well, one could argue just, one could argue filling the seats alone isn't going to do it because, I mean, I've heard from people that two-thirds of the tickets for Ryo games were given away for free?
3: 73%.
2: Or 73%. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, it's a good question. I think, well, okay, one quick thing is in a, a plus for the Deltas guy is they don't measure tickets sold or distributed. They make it, They measure turnstiles. So it's actually a real attendance figure. So,
3: I've yeah, I never mean, see it's someone give away thousands of free tickets to get people into a game in the hope that next year they'll pay
1: five. Well, but even if it doesn't... But the other thing is... You also are earning revenue from food and drink, and like if sure. if you have a food truck come in there, you're getting a split off of that. So like, yeah, you're gonna lose the ten dollars if they come in, but like they're gonna spend money, right? That's the so theory. That's,
3: yeah, I don't think you're losing the ten dollars if you give away a ticket, because if you don't give away a ticket, nobody comes. Right, but so then so if the stands look empty, so if you give away the tickets, you're not actually losing anything. Well, you get someone in, they'll buy a hot dog, they'll get made. A-
1: but then then it goes to blazer theory, which is everyone knows that you can just get a free ticket, so don't buy a ticket okay, but look i think I think your question is like how do you like what is the one key performance indicator right of success and it's tempting again, I think this really goes back for me to uh, uh John bratt's whole whole Twitter rant about like the crossroads well like you see in in Europe like these these teams with like gigantic sponsorship deals and they're I mean Neymar just sold for the GDP of a small Caribbean island right like it's crazy But then on the other hand it's like okay well now we have these like soulless corporate entities So it's like well okay we don't want that so it's like do you so do you on the one hand do you say that it's money it's revenue it's profit and like in theory If you're a fan, you shouldn't want your team to be super profitable. You want the profit to get zeroed out Mm -hmm. as it gets reinvested in the club. Is it attendance? I don't know, because like attendance is only one data point across all of the ways that someone can watch you. I don't know. It's easy to get. It's apples to apples, right? Okay, if it were me making the law on this, I would say that the biggest barometers of success for a team in the US right now, like the energy, Is one, quality of play, and two, an owner's willingness to financially support the team for a sustained period of time, right? Which is kind of a weaselly data point to kind of hone in on, but, like, point in case Delta's guy maybe isn't prepared to pay for this thing for the next, you know, five years without it being profitable, Which,
0: okay, which I have a serious problem with because... The biggest complaint about the NASL last year was exactly that: owners coming in and not understanding that this is a long-term commitment, and you may not be prof—you may lose your ass the first two, to three, to five years, and it's a long-term commitment. So, what? Why is it was? I mean, he had a threatening part in that that says basically bring a friend to the next match so that we can guarantee that this won't be the only season of San Francisco Delta's
1: soccer yeah i mean it's hard to feel too bad for him right like you should have built a better business model you know what I, I don't mean?
0: know i mean but ev- everyone is everyone
1: who knows is saying they're not really that close to folding okay so well speaking of any owners throwing around large amounts of money maybe that's a good segue for us yeah let me
0: time. let me say a couple of things i think in the interest of time i'm gonna skip my bullet point on bruce arena and gold cup talk because i feel like you could get your fair share of usmnt coverage from somewhere else um so yeah congrats to the usmnt for winning the gold cup and uh we'll see how they do in world cup qualifying and we'll move on from that um so yeah back to nasl owners with money and what they're going to do with it (laughs) a lot of Interesting stuff coming out of Miami FC in the last two weeks. Ricardo Silva, their billionaire owner, Miami FC won the spring title in the NASL, so guaranteeing their slot in the postseason. And then shortly after they locked that up, it came out that it came very public that Ricardo Silva MP Sports, I think, is the name of his company, made a four billion dollar offer to MLS for the meteorites for MLS beginning in the 2023-2024 season. I'm sorry, the 2023 season, I guess it doesn't carry over, and extending for 10 years to 2033.
1: Did you mention, I mean, we're certainly not the first podcast to be discussing this, but you mentioned the the significant condition, right, to the offer?
0: Oh, yeah, obviously that, that has to, that comes with the condition that they will find a way and implement eventually promotion and relegation in the top
1: tier i have a few i have a few thoughts i mean it's it's awesome that he did that like i love that he did that but on the end it would be just as wild right for the for the for that to be accepted but a couple thoughts one i really wish that those kinds of deals were going through the ussf not the mls but that just is what it is secondly it doesn't really matter because uh, as we discussed on Twitter, the way that these TV contracts are set up, there's a specific window for when you can evaluate bids. I think ESPN has right of first refusal, so it was kind of an empty gesture. And some, I mean, I, I don't know if it was empty. It's probably. I don't think he submitted it thinking it had a serious shot of getting accepted. I think he was trying to stir the pot, get some conversation going, and maybe throw a baseline out there for future bids, right? But I think the way that their contracts are currently awarded. MLS couldn't even, you know, couldn't even read it. Okay, like, hey, sorry, we can't, the you know, the answer's no, you know.
0: Yeah, I, that's obviously what happened. Uh, and I agree that it was thrown out there to stir the pot. I think there was a little bit more honesty in it than some people give Silva credit for. And I heard, I've heard the argument that America is not ready for promotion and relegation right now. So that's why we shouldn't do it. And my my counter argument to that specifically in this case would be, okay, I agree with that, agree with that statement. We're not ready for promotion and relegation right now. There's a lot of logistical issues with it, geography being one of them. However, this option that was proposed starts in six years and lasts for 10 years. So you're telling me that 16 years from now, we won't be ready for promotion and relegation? And we may not be. But we're certainly not going to be if nobody takes it seriously enough to put money down.
1: Well, that's sorry, sorry to interrupt you. That's I think the main. If, I mean, Silva probably is smart enough to not have just submitted this, and this was his moonshot, and now that it got turned down, he's done. Like, I think this was this was tactics, right? Part of a broader strategy, and I'm sure he's now like whatever the next step is, there's a next step. This is, this is the opening salvo. I think it'd be awesome if what he did is he came back to the table and somehow figured out the legal side of this and said to the USSF, here's my TV distribution rights deal. And, I, you know, MLS can do their own thing. I want everything below MLS. I want ProRel and I'll give you guys distribution at the, you know, at the lower level, right? And that's, going back to the earlier conversation about like financial sustainability, like if there's a path to getting some of these lower league teams on television, benefiting from a television rights deal, that's a big win, right? And we've always, and we've always talked about how what we need in the American game is a, a more sustainable, kind of well-developed lower league pyramid. So I'll be keeping an eye on that.
3: But if you, the whole argument against promotion relegation is if you drop down and your revenue and blah, 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 but they've all invested on the understanding that they won't drop down a league. So you'd be ready for pro-wealth when the investors go, oh, it's an investment, and they can go up or down. And is this silver, the same Miami FC that launched the lawsuit today?
0: Yes, he is the same, one and the same that launched the lawsuit today with, with uh, Kincaid, or Kin- what's
1: the I've stockade heard. FC? I've no, I know nothing about this, so you'll have to clue me in. Okay. So... Uh, also,
3: well, oh, before you okay. explain that lawsuit, if the MLS says, okay, we'll take you $4 billion and we'll institute promotion relegation, how many teams from the MLS break off? It used to be in the UK, the FA ran the game and the Football League ran the leagues. It was 1, 2, 3, 4. The Premier League broke away and now the championship broke away. So we're going to have promotion relegation and MLS and you can go up and you can go down and they'll go, yeah. see ya and they'll break away and form their own league. Interesting. And your $4 billion is going to pay for what?
2: I hadn't thought about that.
3: You can't impose promotion relegation on these people that have
2: invested. I think I like a little bit more the, the idea of the lower divisions actually getting the visibility because I think that's part of the problem in the US is that where is it? Like ESPN, the Ojo? Because I don't, I don't see it. I don't see lower division soccer leagues unless I can find a stream of it somewhere, Yeah. and even then, sometimes it's poor quality or you, it's blocked behind a subscription wall that I don't pay for.
0: They are actually coming out with an ESPN eight the outro though. ESPN announced that today. As are you they, serious? As yeah, i dead serious. Yeah.
1: So. Uh, well, okay. So, like, speaking of tactical next steps, like the lawsuit, it's got to play in. I mean,
0: yeah. you don't just. You, it's less than uh, less than a week or two weeks, I guess. You can't write a lawsuit like that in less than two weeks. So, that yeah, was obviously part of the plan.
3: How much of this plan do you think is because David Beckham's going to show up with his new MLS team?
2: And is that is that team that Beckham's trying to, to bring in? Is that part of the, the Garber expansion? Yes. To, the, to the end of his? Okay.
0: And they, they I saw something today that said it's pretty much, you know, they've been talking about it for a long time. In fact, they've been talking about it since Beckham just agreed to come play in the MLS. So one of his contractual obligations for coming to play in the MLS for him was a reduced expansion fee for the franchise that he owned. I don't know if you knew that or not. So when he Did signed for the Galaxy, in his contract it said, and oh by the way, not only will you pay me X amount of dollars, but when when I start a franchise, I won't have to pay the same amount that everyone else is paying to join the league.
3: It would behoove him to get his ass in gear and get it started.
0: Well, he's had he had trouble finding land. It's been, Supposedly been a he's already bought the land has been purchased and according to Don Garber and everyone who can read between the lines They're thinking it's actually going to happen now. They haven't officially announced it, but they think sometime between now and 2020, they'll have a stadium built and a team in the league in Miami.
1: It's it's actually I think pretty risky stadium plan because there's not parking, and they're relying on people to boat up. It's on the water. They're relying people to boat up or to walk to walk or like you know take cabs. If there's I don't think there I I don't follow this on a day to day basis, but. Whenever I looked at it last, there wasn't there, part of their deal was like not there's not parking lot wow. space. You're supposed yeah. to
3: get a boat to the stadium. It is Miami. Is that Alligators and
1: stuff. <laughs> I don't think of that part of Miami. Okay,
0: so real quick before we move on, I have I had a thought. Going back to what does soccer in America look like 16 years from now? Since that's what I was thinking. I read an article in the Wall Street Journal last week talking about the end of American football as we know it. So here's a hypothetical for you. With the most recent news that came out about CTE and 99.7% of all, of 110 of the 111 brains that looked at of previous players showed signs of CTE and all this. If that continues, what if, so huge what if, the NFL goes away because they are I
1: taking my sooners from me
0: because they're essentially killing these athletes right or 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 you know not so extreme what if it just gradually loses its luster because
3: where are those fans gonna go
0: well not only where are those fans gonna go but the athletes who owns most if not all of the teams in mls
1: NFL owners. Billionaire NFL yeah. owners.
0: They've already got the media. They've already got the entire front office. They've got the facilities. They know how to operate teams. So, I don't know. What if 15, 20 years from now, they leverage that to, to push soccer to grow into, maybe not as big as the NFL is today, but, you know, that
1: – that seesaw goes the other direction. The
3: fastest growing sport in America is rugby.
1: Well yeah, one guy played it and now two guys play it, so it's a hundred percent. female. it was five years ago it was lacrosse.
3: It was never lacrosse. It was no <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay, sorry. I you I distract whatever point you're making, I'm sorry.
3: Rugby in high school and college is blossoming. I can see the NFL a- transitioning more towards the, the helmets and pads and everything, they're not safety equipment, they're weapons.
1: Yeah,
3: I played rugby all through college. Oh, how could you do that? You don't hit people with your head.
1: Rugby is a real popular sport, like a lot of young professionals. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and it's growing every day.
0: I mean, it's a really fun sport to watch. We watched it at your bachelor party, right? We did the uh, yeah. the World Cup of rugby. So that was my hot sports opinion on American football and soccer. So be that what it may.
1: Um, let's ch- let's all plan to meet here. At this table in 16 years, remind me. <laughs> I'll send you a Google Calendar. <laughs> yeah, send me Google <laughs> so Calendar recall, invite.
3: Update again. It's probably a false equivalency, but will America be ready for pro-rail in 16 years? Look at the state of American football now. Okay, projecting 16 years in the future. How did it look 16 years ago compared to how it looks today?
0: Yeah, it, it looks very similar. Um, it
3: hasn't, has it? It hasn't. Statement. Has it grown? I'm all for promotion and relegation. It's implemented tomorrow. Most of these teams are dead in the water.
1: Agreed. Yeah.
3: You can't but like we said months ago, if it worked they'd do it.
0: It only Against works the will of the owners. Yeah,
3: it, o- you it can't force this
0: on people. It only works I mean it still only even works in like somewhere like the UK because of TVs and TV sponsorship and other sponsorship, right? Doesn't work off turnstile, and it works because when you
1: get relegated, you get parachute payments f- that are built in, right? Does uh, I don't know why I just thought of this. Sports sports gambling is legal in the UK. Yes, but I'm sure it's pretty heavily regulated and taxed.
3: Yeah, there's bookies, betting shops all over the place.
1: Does uh, does any of I mean, do any of those taxes go to the FA and then go back to clubs? I don't think so. Interesting. Okay. Just wondering. Thank okay, you. I have the one more
0: quick thing to add that's kind of going to kind of segue into that. So, Adidas came out this week and re-upped their literally re-upped their sponsorship of the MLS and it went from whatever it was somewhere like uh I don't know. It was it's four times what it was. So, basically each club in the MLS is now going to be getting 117 million dollars a year from Adidas.
2: Well, they just lost the NBA contract. The NBA now has Nike. Right. So, the MLS is their premier sport. Right. So, it makes sense that they kind of want to, like, nail that down. So, I saw someone
0: say, and I don't know about the logic here, but basically, since the Adidas contract had quadrupled, if you quadrupled the ESPN media rights contract, it would actually be more than the $4 billion that Silva offered. So... There's your benchmark.
1: I'm not saying that I read the journal, but I did I did just see that Adidas's profit is like way up, and it's because of growth and consumer spending in America and China. So interesting. Yeah. Point counterpoint. Okay, uh I have one final
0: thing for us to talk about, and that's the expansion table to kind of tie this all together.
1: Yes, your shameless attempt to get social media credibility. It worked. I'm just waiting on that blue check mark now for
0: the <laughs> El Pod Twitter account. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I would I wanted to do just a couple of things really quickly, and then open this up to discussion. I wanted to give my personal reasoning for the MLS teams and the the order that I have them in in terms of expansion. Fire S- when ready. So I have uh, LAFC is the only confirmed expansion for next season, which they hired. Ha- did you see they hired Bob Bradley as their head coach? Great hire. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah great right hire I have Miami as a 2019 ad <laughs> I'll take the over <laughs> in 2020 so <clears throat> the plan is basically to add two teams every two years in 2020 I have the Tampa Bay Rowdies and Sac Republic FC coming in the reason why I chose those two teams is they both have a solid fan base they both either are constructing a stadium That meets standards or have planned approved plans to modify a stadium that meets standards beyond that in 2022 i selected san antonio fc and phoenix rising fc because san antonio fc is going to owe the city of san antonio a whole bunch of money if they don't make the mls by 2022 it was part of their contractual obligation when they bought the or when they sold the their stadium and phoenix rising has the ownership they have the money they have the space they know they can build a stadium somewhere but they they haven't got that far yet but i think they have they would have the money and the support to do it beyond that in 2024 fc cincinnati they obviously have the support but they're having some issues with the stadium right now right nippert is not Whoa, being
1: whoa, whoa language
0: <laughs> and then north carolina fc um because they have been working diligently and then beyond that I I don't really know. I mean, I have San Diego and St. Louis in there, and then, and I guess I should say that all the all those teams all submitted official bids in January of this year.
2: Nice. What about the
0: uh, Indy Eleven? So there was an Indianapolis group that submitted a bid, but they did not have ties to Indy Eleven. They were they're actually the people that own the Speedway. So that could I, be cool. I did not include, I included the Indianapolis bid, but not the Indy 11 group. Where do you have Detroit on this list? Uh, I do, I have Detroit as dead last because they probably should be higher than that because I see, I keep seeing news about there's something to do with a stadium plan being involved in a new prison that they're building, which is the most Detroit thing ever. <laughs> Built a stadium and a prison at the same time. But also, uh, since a lot of people, you know, they're going to have issues with Detroit City FC, which has been targeted as an NASL expansion team. Uh, I think they have difficulty there. So,
3: all those teams you just listed, you'll know more than me. But it sounds like MLS expansion is California, Florida, and a couple of college towns. Is that right?
0: Uh, Phoenix is a major metropolis, um, a huge college in it where is it? tempe how Tem- far is tempe from phoenix T- uh it's close and uh where's asu scotts
1: tempe scottsdale i don't know we should just look it up yeah the university of phoenix <laughs> 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 one no, of one of them is close to phoenix. one of them is like a is like a, like a 45 minute drive or something like that yeah
0: yeah miami saint pete so tampa Florida, sac sacramento Florida, california San Antonio. So, nah, I don't know what their metro, metropolitan size is. Um, Phoenix. Cincinnati is a major city.
1: And then um, Wait, Raleigh, do you Durham. Know who Cincinnatus is? Roman. Great, great Roman senator of days your, Cincinnatus. Anyway, it's his namesake of Cincinnati. Can you spell Cincinnati? C I N. Deceptively hard city to spell.
0: Well, it's, I've got it right here. C-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I. Two Correct. N's, one T. I'm sure, this is compelling content. I used to our, always spell it two N's, two T's. All the listeners too. Yeah. So your point being...
3: Was that a question?
1: Observation, are you making an observation? Yeah, no, you were no, saying no,
3: about California, Florida and... It sounds to me like California, Florida, some big college towns. And then, you know, maybe one or two yeah, I mean, I, I think they're they're kind of
0: they're kind of going with the hand that they were dealt since these are the twelve teams that submitted bids, and who's to know? You know, they're gonna they're they're planning on uh, giving the two bids out at the end of the year, giving two bids out for twenty twenty teams at the end of this year, and then I'm sure they will open bids again. So th- this list may change completely. I'm sure they will continue to accept bids give out expansion teams repeat process as needed so it might change but <laughs> it's funny from a year ago um doing this a year apart there were it seemed like last year was kind of wondering how is the mls going to get to 32 teams there's not there's not enough cities out there and now having a look at the the 12 cities that submitted bids in the ownership groups it's clear that there's going to be people left out in the cold that have legitimate claims to being able to field the first division team based off of the current requirements
1: i'd say that's a good thing
0: absolutely a good thing most definitely a good thing so uh and then some some people have said you know where's oklahoma city on this list okay obviously uh, the ownership group of the energy did not submit a bid they they came out and said that they said why they were not, weren't going to I didn't include anybody on this list that didn't submit a bid this year um, I think Oklahoma City would be on the outside looking in anyway because all of these groups either already have the funding for a stadium or have a stadium uh, got it in the works so moving over to you know the NSL NESL is pretty self-explanatory just,
1: Sorry, sorry I just read speaking of that they're going to tear down the co-op green yes. stuff, yes. Regardless of energy, so yeah.
2: Anyway, who's tearing it down?
1: Uh, it's a group called Sooner Investment Property. Is that is that ringing any bells for you? So, they're, so, so they're not
2: so they're not in no. re- related to the energy they're ownership not. group. They're gotcha. Not. Angry
1: farmers, angry farmers. Yeah.
2: So NASL,
0: um, San Diego, California, and Fullerton, Fullerton, California, are confirmed for next year. Chicago, Atlanta, and New Orleans are strongly rumored. And Detroit City FC is obviously a potential future. The USL is looking really strong. So Nashville, Fresno, and Las Vegas for 2018, pretty much confirmed. I think they're all confirmed, actually. Maybe Vegas, maybe Las Vegas isn't 100% confirmed yet.
3: The USL announced a schedule today for next year. That's right. With the, the number of games based on having
0: three more teams in the league. Right. Nice. So that'd be Nashville, Fresno, and everyone thinks Las Vegas. Beyond that, 2019, they're talking to a whole bunch, a whole lot more communities Birmingham, Alabama, Memphis, Tennessee, Baltimore, Maryland, San Francisco, California. Uh, I, I went ahead and included Austin on there because they're technically still a USL team, even though they're
1: currently defunct because they have no stadium to play in. Not to mention all the all the teams that are going to go into the Division Three, the third Division League, when that pops up.
0: Yeah, and I had a lot of people ask for that, and that's just not something I'm ready to tackle yet because there's just not a whole lot of sources out there in terms of what cities are going to get new D3 teams between the two Division Threes that are going to be existing.
1: Okay, over or under on uh, the great merger of... <laughs> it's not the great merger, but just... What's your over or under on the number of years before the NASL and the USL merge... Well, according to James Polling's
0: article, News Okay this week, about the USL independent owners getting pretty ready to force the MLS 2 teams to Do Division 3. Team. Yeah. I mean, depending on how that conversation goes, it could be sooner than we think. It, it just needs to happen. It's, echo, it's echoes of the original NASL being formed. So, the original NASL was independent USL Pro owners who did not want to play against MLS 2 teams. They didn't want their teams to play reserve sides. They didn't want it to be a developmental league. So they left and started their own league. So now we're seeing it again.
3: Sweeping generalization. Looks like the MLS is Florida, California, and a few college towns. The NESL and the USL, there's a lot more states in the middle. Is the MLS going to coast itself out of relevance? to a huge swathe of the country. There's only so many people in LA are gonna come watch a game. There's only so many people in New York and you've got eight teams.
1: I think eventually there will be like a promotion relegation system where you can capture the ebbs and flows of certain teams and cities being up or down.
3: So you said you want the NASL and the USL to merge?
1: Yeah, I think so that, would ne- that needs to happen before ProRel. I absolutely agree with that.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. But just looking at your expansion sheet and where these clubs are and all that that creates all sorts of maybe not local as in down the street, but all sorts of rivalries and you know a lot less travelling, things like that. I mean that it seems Logical. Okay fellas, what do you do when you've got two you know machines running two leagues? Playing down the street from each
0: other. I mean, I think the dom- the dominoes are going to start falling as these expansion bits to MLS start going out and people start seeing the writing on the wall that okay, realistically there's you know, after this year, let's say Miami and two other teams get spots. That's that's 26 teams in MLS. So they've said they're going to go to 28. All likelihood they go to 32 with two 16 team conferences, just like the NFL so that's only six more slots so as these existing clubs like oklahoma city who are saying our goal is mls those slots start filling up and they logically see we're going to be on the outside looking in Mm -hmm. we've got to have a contingency plan Mm. or else you know what do we do i think that's going to drive a lot of the conversations about okay independent owners we've got to get mls2 out we've got to start we've got to reach across out of the nasl guys and figure out how we're going to make this work and bring top quality soccer
1: yeah what do you what do you make uh well okay kind of a forced segue but you saying that made me think of it And maybe this is your last point um on your thing what do you make about the international champions cup kind of going head to head with the MLS regular season and doing very well from an attendance standpoint. I think I, I didn't agree with this, but I saw because it's pre-season, but someone was like, You're getting better. This is actually, I'm laughing, repeating this. Someone was like, You know, because there's pro rail in Europe, these games matter. So there's a narrative. So the team, so you have better attendance. It's like, Well, it's preseason tour and these people just kind of follow their teams maybe. No, what it is is it's a very
0: inexpensive comparative way for American fans of European teams to see those teams play because they don't have to pay. Even though, you know, I saw someone posting pictures of parking was $60 for a parking space in Miami for El Clasico. Yeah, that's a lot of money. But guess how much a plane ticket is to fly over to Spain and try to see Real Madrid play anybody so comparatively speaking if you're gonna blow your wad on a real madrid game you're gonna try to you're gonna drive you to you're gonna drive to miami and pay 60 dollars to park in the, in the parking lot and go uh and that's not something you're gonna be able to see every every week i don't think it's fair to say well i think it's there i can see both sides of it to say there's 80 80 people at a friendly and then why is there only 12,000 people at the MLS match. Well, yeah, you could go to the MLS match any week. But how many times are you going to be able to see Real Madrid play in the United States? If you're a Real Madrid fan.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. It's, if nothing else, there is an interesting head-to-head comparison to be like, well, there are some, there's got to be at least one fundamental reason why the fans are going to the non-MLS games over the MLS games.
3: And I don't think it's a simple promotion relegation. People don't go to football matches in Europe because of promotion relegation. Yeah. I've seen people make that argument on Twitter and it's like, what are you talking about? Come
1: yeah. On.
3: But if Houston the other week, City United, people went to see that because it's City in
1: United.
3: <clears throat> You'd pay money to go to the circus and see a guy juggling chainsaws. If your neighbor gets drunk in the summer and comes out and starts juggling chainsaws, you're not going to throw money at him. <laughs> <laughs> Game
1: that's a spectacle and you drunk made it. I like that analogy. I need to figure out how to use that analogy more in my life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> juggling chainsaws. My neighbor, my
1: drunk neighbor, juggling juggling chainsaws. <laughs> all right, Step guys. I uh, got to hit the road here pretty soon. Yeah, let's
0: wrap this up. Anything else?
3: In all seriousness, Will, do you have anything against the energy? No, you don't. I mean, if you could make one statement about the energy, what would it be?
1: Uh. I wish it was better it being everything. Yeah, but I was thinking about it today, okay? Think about
0: all the shit that we dogged on Ryo for last year. Their goal remember their remember their goal uh things that were just really terrible photoshops that were like all squished and shit. Okay, the energy's a really good job of that. I mean everything that we that we dogged on Ryo for, in the energy does really well. So now are we just finding more shit to dog on them for?
3: Sometimes.
2: Yeah, sometimes, yes. I mean, I mean... I
3: think we've moved to a bigger picture. I was thinking about this as well. It's the the Tail Bridge downtown. You know this is the Bridge, obviously. Yes. I've heard people say, oh, the Tail Bridge, that's an Oklahoma landmark. And well, I'm like, it's been up like, <laughs> two weeks.
1: It was built by Native Americans <laughs> in the
3: 1840s. Yeah, there's a lot of Oklahoma landmarks that was built to be an Oklahoma landmark. Let it fed in. Let people you know. That's where we're dogging on the energy now. It's the trying too hard and coming across as inauthentic.
1: Yeah, that's that in a nutshell is my my complaint. They are a sports marketing machine, no doubt about it. As you've discussed as well, you know, Drake can't drive around without seeing a the official car wash of the energy.
0: Yeah. Oh, and you know what? I, 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 figured out, I figured out. I figured out. I figured out why it is when I was watching the game last night. There's no purpose to their possession. It looks like us playing indoor. Like pass, 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 pass dispossessed. <laughs> but it's not like it pass to create space, indoor. to to create space here. Like they're thinking about. The next pass whereas like you sit down and watch the Premier league they're thinking about five passes from now so that's where the difference is and that's why it always looks so choppy yeah so scissortailpod at gmail.com at scissortailpod on twitter leave a five-star review we'll read it if we think to getting to the reviews which we're out of time so if you left us five-star review we'll read it next time help you. seth yes. let's hope all everything you said doesn't end up on the cutting room floor It was a lot. Roasted. (laughs) But we're glad you came. Thanks. Uh, You have extremely well behaved children.
2: They're distracted.
0: And uh, look for our scissor tail pod stickers around town on vehicles or billboards or. We'll
1: slap them over some Uh, Ryo stickers on. On Danny Koenig's face on the wall at Soccer City. Hey, I like that spot.
0: Is his picture still up there? Yeah. Man, slacking in the media department, the Thunder would have taken that thing down immediately. All right, are we done here?
1: It's been good. It's been a good run.
0: All right, see you next time. Thanks for having me.
1: Of course. Peace out.